the Lahaina fires that, that there is an opportunity for God's people if we keep our eyes focused on him and we keep our eyes focused on what he sees, his perspective, that this is the greatest opportunity not only to experience him personally, but to see him work through our lives and miracles happen through our obedience. And what the enemy would want to do is the enemy would want us to stay focused on the disaster and the pain and the, the different things that are happening in our community. But God wants us to elevate our perspective and to see what he sees. Because his, even though his time span is much further out than ours, he has a hope and a future for every single one of us and wants us to be a part of that story. Not just an observer and a spectator, but a participator of his power and his fulfillment of his promises to our community. And I just want to applaud you as members of Grace Bible Church that it has been uh, just amazing to uh, help lead uh, this church and uh, just the amazing staff that we have to be that light. So can you give God a hand and uh, just thank him for what he has done. Uh, second service, we're going to have the preschool in with all of their families. Uh, I want you to be praying for them that uh, a lot of the preschool uh, people that are inside our church came through the preschool. Uh, Leigh and Mike are uh, one of those families that came through the preschool. Uh, their first time into the church was through a preschool Sunday, and they've become uh, one of the huge blessings uh, in our churches in the past couple years. And um, there are stories yet to be told. There are salvations yet uh, to happen, and it comes through the prayers. And I, I'm just so encouraged because so many people... Uh, I think Aaron and Gail, they came a couple weeks ago, or five weeks ago, six weeks ago now, from September, and uh, he just encouraged our volunteers uh, a couple weeks ago and said that the thing that drew him to the church wasn't the worship, it wasn't the preaching, or maybe, hopefully it was one of those things, but he said that it was, it was uh, as he walked in, just the feeling of acceptance and the feeling of love, and um, the, even the kids, how they, you know, took... Uh, their children and took care of them so that they could stay in the service. So every single one of us plays such an important part in impacting the lives of others. So can we have a, a hand for our serve team and everybody who... Um, I do want to say that we still have room for uh, those that want to serve on a Sunday morning. Uh, Andrea, what's the biggest need, volunteers, for the two services? Kids church for which service? Kids Church Second Service. So if anybody wants to help serve Kids Church Second Service, uh, there's a, a big opening for that. And one of the benefits of serving in Kids Church is you get to see all the Kolohe kids, and then you can ask them who their parents are. So you can make the connection between the Kolohe kids and their... And I'm just joking. Um, next week, we're going to be having Denley and Tracy's story. They're going to be here. Um, they're going to be interviewed and uh, that same day, we're going to have a memorial service uh, for uh, their family member who died in the fire. So all of the miracles that you see, even though there are miracles that God has shown his hand and he's shown his faithfulness, there's still pain and there is still suffering uh, that we go through. But we walk through it with the presence of God. And I, last week, how many appreciated last week to have... Uh, Lahaina or, uh, International Christian Fellowship with us, and um, one of the things that that um, that Jason's wife said that really stuck out. She said, 
I don't know how people can walk through suffering without Jesus. Because she had gotten so much hope, and she, her faith was strengthened through everything because of her relationship with Christ. And I think a lot of times when we're Christians and we have walked with the Lord, that it's so easy to take that for granted because it's such a part of us and so much a part of our lifestyle that we forget what it's like to walk without Christ. And especially during this Christmas season, uh, so many people are walking through this season without, without the comfort and without the presence of God. And he's called you and me to walk alongside of people. Um, I was just uh, talking to Matt, and I'm pointing out all the guys in my group, but uh, one of the, the big things, like he's in a, in a place where, where uh, there's people that are walking through his business all the time, and there was this gentleman that walked through that, you know, everything was taken care of. Uh, his house and everything burned down, his business that he uh, was a part of burned down, uh, and he got insurance that was double what he thought he was going to get. Uh, he had job offers from other companies that were double in, in uh, salary than what he was receiving. But he told Matt, Matt, I feel so depressed, and I'm not at the place of killing myself, but I can totally identify with people who want to just end everything. And he goes, and I don't know what it is. I don't know why I feel so depressed. I don't know why I feel so bad, because I have everything that I need. My insurance is covered. I know that if I wanted to move somewhere else, I could. And people are saying that I could like build somewhere else. But he said, I have everything, and I'm completely provided for, but I still feel hopeless. And a lot of us who are saved know the answer to why people are feeling that. It's because the foundation of many people's lives are based on the temporal. It's based on where I live or the dream place to live, which was Lahaina for a lot of people. But Jesus encourages us. He says, don't set your affection on this world. Set your affection on things above because everything in this world will one day pass away. And so God has placed, and so he had a chance to share and say, hey, I want to be there for you. And, and to be an example of someone who has faith that's more than just in the things of this world, but things above. Um, another guy in our, in our group, he was talking about He's a tattoo artist, and he said that uh, during this whole time, he was like, God, how can I use my gift of making tattoos? How can I use that for, to reach out to you, or reach out for you? And uh, when Operation Christmas Child came around, he said, I want to be able to help people know who God is through that. And so he said, if you want a tattoo, I'm going to give a drawing for anybody who packs up a box, and he took a bunch of boxes to his, his shop. And uh, as people came and took the boxes, he put their name in a drawing for a free tattoo. I know some of you don't believe in tattoos. <laughs> but how many know that even a tattoo artist can use their gift for Christ? And God has called, we can position near. And there's three different, behold the virgin shall be with child, shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Everyone say God with us. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is with you. Take heart. God is with you. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're experiencing right now, God is with you. And 
whenever you're going through pain, it's the easiest thing to forget because pain pulls your focus toward the pain, right? When you hit your finger with a hammer, you don't look at the blue sky and say, oh, it's nice today. It always, pain has a way of focusing your attention on it. Uh, but God is there with us in, in pain. Um, there's three different ways that we can position ourselves to experience the power in the presence of God. Number one, Jesus is near to the brokenhearted. Everyone say brokenhearted. Number two, Jesus is near to those who praise. Everyone say praise. And number three, Jesus is near to those who gather. Everyone say gather. Did we pray? We did. Okay. I'm like, Jesus is near to the brokenhearted. Let's read the scripture together. One, two, three. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Healing the brokenhearted was a part of Jesus's quote-unquote job description. When he came to earth, the spirit of the Lord empowered him, anointed him, specifically to minister to those who are brokenhearted. Let's read the second verse together. One, two, three. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. If you want to operate in the power of God, the Holy Spirit is still here today, and he anoints you, and he anoints me to do what Jesus did, to bind up the brokenhearted, to preach the gospel to the poor, to preach deliverance to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are bruised. And so anytime that you see these things happening in the world, know that God wants to empower you to be an answer to those things. Um, yes, last week when Jason was here, uh, Jason, the worship pastor from ICF, one of the things that just stuck out while I was interviewing him was he said, I'm stripped of everything. I don't have anything that I once had. And uh, he loves worship. He loves, um, you know, his guitar and all of his instruments and stuff. And during the fire, right before the fire, he had got everything, his dream system, all set up in that church. He had everything that he wanted. And it was right after that that the whole church and everything that he had was destroyed. And, and he said that because everything was stripped away and everything that he, all the material things that he held dear was gone, he said when all those things were gone, the thing that mattered to him most and the thing that he valued the most was hearing the voice of God. And he said that there are certain times throughout the past several months, where he would sit down and realize that he didn't have anything, and he would have a conversation with God. And he said God would speak so clearly to him and meet him. And he said that those meeting times that he had with the Lord and the conversations he had with the Lord was the most precious thing that he said he wouldn't trade anything in the world for experiencing the word of God. And I don't wish that upon myself, I don't wish that upon any of you, <laughs> but he's walking through that, and I could sense a fulfillment and a joy that he had from experience that kind of intimacy with the Lord when there was nothing else except God's voice. How many of you want to, don't raise your hand, how many of you would want to experience that? I mean, I want to experience that, but at the same time, that's a scary place to be, right? To be 100% 
dependent on the Lord. But that's the first place where God promises his power is to the brokenhearted. And so I want to encourage you, you know, as you have conversations, and every single one of us are going to have conversations with people who are broken, people who have no answers, people who have lost everything. And know that in that situation, it's, it's a difficult place to be in because you can't do anything about it. How many of you feel helpless when somebody tells you their situation and you want to help more but feel like you're unable to? How many of you have felt that? When, when you feel that, know that that is the place where God wants to show off and he wants to answer prayer. And if you step out in faith and say, hey, can I pray for you? And just lift up a prayer for a specific need that that person has. It opens up the opportunity for God's power to move through your life and for an answer to prayer to surface. Amen. Um, the second thing, Jesus is near to the brokenhearted, whether it's your broken heart or the broken heart of someone else. Know that whenever you experience a broken heart, that God's presence is near and he wants to heal that heart. He wants to show off. And so don't hesitate to step into that window to pray. And God could use you as an answer to someone else's prayer. Uh, Jesus is near to those who praise. And so it's not just the brokenhearted, but it's those who worship him even in pain. Uh, let's read the scripture together. Isaiah 61, verse 3. 1, 2, 3. To point unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. But you are holy, enthroned or dwelling in the praises of Israel. How many of you were blessed last week when ICF came and they were worshiping with us? How many of you appreciated that worship? One, one of the things I, I believe the reasons why it was so powerful for me watching them worship. It wasn't just the music, although the music was awesome, but it was watching a group of people who had just lost their church, lost their homes, lost their city, worship the Lord with sincerity of heart. That was a powerful thing to me, just to be able to see somebody worship in their pain. And the presence of God met us last week because they mourned in Zion. Zion means praise and worship in the Greek, in Hebrew. And when you're going through any kind of difficulty in life, when you're going through the brokenheartedness, when you're going through pain and suffering, know that that's an opportunity that if you worship and if you praise in that situation, that God's power will meet you, just the same way that we saw here. Every single time that we experience pain, it's an opportunity to praise God, and in praise, you see his power released. And so, um, you know, one of the things that, that Jason, um, Jason said, after everything burned down, he got together with his worship team, and he told them, don't let this affect your worship. We're going to worship God exactly the same. And from that time that everything burned down till now, God has provided for them their sound equipment, everything that they needed. And 
I believe that God's not just only going to use them to minister to their own church, but he's going to use them to minister to many other churches just like ours. And that they're going to be a voice on this island of God's faithfulness. And he, he's going to use them and, and use believers that worship in pain to see God's kingdom advance. One of the things that was really cool, I almost saw like while they were worshiping last week, that they were in a different realm. And, you know, there's this realm that we can see all the, the junk, right? And then there's the realm of the heavenlies where we see God. And when you praise and when you worship, what happens is you transcend this natural realm. And when you begin to praise and worship in the heavenlies, what happens is it lifts the temporal and the natural into the realm of the supernatural. Instead of coming down from the supernatural into the natural and looking at all the junk and looking at all the pain and suffering, when you praise and worship, you live in a different dimension and you get to pull people up into that dimension. And that's what, that's what ICF did for us last week. They pulled us into a different dimension because they were worshiping in that higher level and then pulling us there. And as people of God, that's the lifestyle that God's called us to live, is to praise in our pain. And as we praise in our pain, his power will move through us. Amen? And then the last thing, Jesus is near to those who gather. Uh, let's read the scripture at the count of three. One, two, three. Again, I say to you that if two of, or, of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Matthew 18, 19, and 20. Um, uh, I wasn't planning to do this, but uh, I'm going to ask Aaron to come up. <laughs> Could you guys welcome Aaron? Um, so in our small group, we've been seeing like tons of answers to prayer. And one of the things that the enemy would want to do to you is to isolate you from others. Because it's in isolating you from others that some of the prayers that are waiting to be answered will never get answered without gathering. And, um, and so, so Aaron, he's been a part of our group from the time that he started coming to church several months ago. And, um, and it's so awesome to see like God just answering crazy prayers for all of the, 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 the people that are gathered in groups. It's not just my group. It's like all these small groups are hearing amazing answers to prayer. Mike, Mike, can you raise your hand? <laughs> this is Mike here. And I remember a couple of years or a year ago that he was praying for this job. And it was like a lifetime dream job for him uh, to fly helicopters, uh, to fly a specific helicopter, the uh, air, what is it called? Medevac on this island. And it's like the coveted job nationally. Like everybody wants to be on Maui flying this helicopter. And he came here and we prayed. And it was like several months later that he landed that job, dream job. And just last week, he said, hey, John, let's jump in the helicopter and let's look at all the temporary shelters that are being made for Lahaina and then let's spin around and look at our property over here. And we got a chance to jump in the helicopter and go around. And it was an answer to prayer. 
because two or three, sorry, two or three were gathered. Um, when, when Aaron jumped into our group just a couple of weeks ago, or months ago, he was praying because he's a wedding photographer, and right after Lahaina hit, a lot of the jobs that he had, they canceled because nobody, no, nobody wanted to get married in Lahaina that was burnt down. So not only were they canceled, but he had to refund them all of their down payments. And so it put him in a really difficult position. And so we prayed, and why don't you share what happened? All right. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, it, I don't know, you know, you can say it's coincidence or what, but, I mean, you know, my wife and I drove by the church and we're like, we need to start going. We need to get connected again. And um, we are right in the middle of September, right in the middle of having paid out everything and just praying, you know, I know the Lord is going to provide and you know, just praying, what are we going to do? And so we started coming September, went, came three weeks, just came, and then uh, beginning of October, we were finally like, all right, I think we can start giving and tithing. And this is still after uh, refunding everything and just believing, like, God's going to provide, but, like, we're going to follow and obey what God has commanded and believe that he's going to provide. And I started going into a small group, and I started doing devotions and praying and Again, coincidence or what, but just bookings started to come back. And not only that, we had an opportunity to serve um, at a kid's camp in Ka'anapali uh, for all the, um, the children that were staying at the hotels. And we got blessed with the amount and more that I had refunded, which was like beyond like imagining. And uh, is that what you want me to say? I mean, just blessing and blessing started coming, and I wouldn't say it's coincidence, but I think it's just walking in step with God's blessing. And I will say this, that, you know, what I do as a wedding photographer and, you know, uh, what I like to do, like God's planted and given you all gifts and talents that I believe God wants you to use for his glory. And when you're not using it in that mode or in his kingdom, you're kind of like stuck in neutral. You're going, but you're not. But when you really like get plugged in, get connected to a church, do it God's way. That's when you put that thing in drive and like God will use that gift and ability beyond what you can imagine. So, ah, yes. Um, and then so recently too, I got a job position from a company in, uh, based in San Francisco that um, creates editing software. I don't know if you guys use Lightroom, but it's with AI, artificial intelligence. And so they hunted me down and offered me a full-time position to be head of their content and their YouTube channel. Stuff that I've been doing these last three years during COVID and things like that, that again was like stuck in neutral, but like coming back to church, getting connected, like putting the Lord first and this job opportunity to come to where I can work 160 hours, remote work, do my wedding photography, and still serve in the church. Like, it's just beyond, you know, I don't think my wife and I have fully, like, digested everything, but just God's blessings there. And, um, yeah, so. Awesome. Thanks, Aaron. I think everyone's scared to jump into a small group and maybe my small group because I always call people to talk. <laughs> But three, those are the three areas that God, if you want to position yourself to experience the presence and the power of God, those are the three ways. 
recognize that he's near to the brokenhearted. Whenever there's tragedy, whenever there's sorrow, whenever there's pain, know that God wants to meet a person that's in that spot. The second thing to position yourself to experience the power of God is to praise. Even in, even in suffering, even in pain, to give yourself to worship the Lord. Uh, put on Caleb instead of the other channels. Just put on Caleb, have worship playing in the background, learn the songs, worship with the songs, and you'll meet. How many of you have experienced that? That the right song comes on at the right time, you begin to sing it, and then the presence of God falls in your car or wherever it is. Uh, make that a discipline to, to praise the Lord uh, while you're driving to work, while you're um, on the road, in the house. And then the last thing, uh, Jesus is near to those who gather. And the enemy would want to separate you from fellowship. He would want to separate you and isolate you and make you think that nobody else is going through what you're going through. Nobody else would understand. Nobody else uh, would care about your situation, and you'll just handle it on your own. Because the enemy knows that if you're in fellowship and if you gather, that scripture that Jesus said where two or more are gathered, that there he is in the midst of them, and they can ask anything in his name, and it will be given. And so make that a discipline. If you want to position yourself for the presence and the power of God, know that he's near to the brokenhearted. Know that, that as you praise, he will meet you, and then take the initiative to gather with his people, and you'll experience the presence and power of God. Amen? Amen. Um, That's it. We, we have an announcement that next week, or this week, 